I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Yankees happened you talked about it on the fan it's their 27th world championship the most of any team in any sport in the history of professional sports when new york sports happens talk about it here the fan 1019 fm and always live on the free odyssey app All right, 11.05, it's the fan, it's taking it's here to so, Woody Johnson. Oh, where's Woody? Stick the mic in his face, is that Woody? Woody, Woody. Yep, Woody was in demand last night. Yes, he was. <laughs> you want the best quarterback that you can get to lead the Jets. And I think with a good quarterback and our great defense, and the defense will be a lot better with a quarterback, you know, that's actually doing it, and a good running game, and just what the, what the coach is talking about. Our special team is really good, and so well, it's plug and play. I mean, I think a quarterback comes in, it's it's kind of an ideal situation. Yeah, and he was pressed in every direction. What do you think about Rodgers specifically, and what are you doing? And, of course, he's not going to divulge a whole lot because, you know, Aaron Rodgers right now is in some uh, undetermined location, uh, either on the front end or the back end of a trip. He's in total darkness deciding what his football fate will be. You know, it's really interesting here. Like, Woody, you know, Woody's an older. When you talk about all the, the owners in the city, and Cohen is beloved now, and, and rightfully so. He comes in. He's a Mets guy. He's spending money. Mets fans are pumped. Dolan, mm-hmm. <clears throat> who's really stayed out of the way the last year or two, which is great, but still, you know, lo- many scars with Nick fans. Less with the Rangers, but definitely scars with the Knicks. We know that. Uh, I can't imagine Nets fans are enthralled with Sean Marks right now, the job that he's been doing. Hal Steinberg gets a lot of shrapnel. Uh, as an owner, uh, and then obviously Brian Cashman uh, feels a lot of that residue as well. Uh, you know, Woody Woody is a guy who who can really change his perception. If he gets this quarterback thing right, Woody's going to go from not loathed, I don't want to make it that, but not really respected to, okay, I believe in my guy. Well, yeah, like he has the pulse on what the team actually needs, and he's not just an owner who's who's owning but not really doing much about it. So I think that I think that um, Woody's got a chance, and he I think he handled that interview quite well, actually, especially because it felt like they were trying to get him to opine on Aaron Rodgers, which he obviously cannot do uh, because it's it's technically tampering to talk about another team's uh, player. And since Aaron Rodgers is still under contract, it would have been, you know, it'd been a misstep. But I thought he handled it well, which tells you that he's engaged yep. in, a, in a way that's not just, um, you know, this is what I want. And I, everybody's saying I should go get Aaron Rodgers. Let me talk about it. But he's, he's really had some conversations around this internally and maybe even externally with the Green Bay Packers already. How long before you think we know 
what Rodgers' intentions are. I would start by, is he going to play, which we all believe will be yes. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he'll be uh, true to his timetable that he set, that yep. he's going to make a decision after this weekend. And he's smart to not try to, you know, insert it into Super Bowl week and take a story um, that has nothing to do with who's going to be crowned champion and throw it into the mix right before the the Super Bowl, uh, you know, actual the weekend happens. So I, I think it'll be relatively quick next week. Some people think he's going to drag it out like he did last year. I don't think so but, either. But I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah, I tend to agree with you, Teak. 877-337-6666 is our number here on the fan. It's Teak and Tierney. Let's get back to you. Let's go down to Tampa. Rick has us up on the on the free Odyssey app. What's going on, Rick? What's up, guys? What's up? How are you? Hey, bud. We're good. What's happening, man? Hey, well, first, Tiki, I got to say congratulations to the Barber family. I, I was going to call early, early in the week, but I knew I couldn't say couldn't say nothing until Thursday for uh, for Ronde. Yeah, exciting. I dressed, them up, dressed them up for the trip there to uh, yeah. to the Super Bowl, so uh, so I was excited for him. And uh, you know he's a 38 reg now. He's really chiseled. I mean, are you a 38 regular too now, like your brother? No, I don't know. Are you talking about like suit jacket? Uh, yeah, pro- yeah, and probably 40. I've always been a 40. little bit, yeah. a little, a little bit bigger than him. Um, even though I lost a lot of lot of muscle. I mean, I used to be up around 44 when I was playing. Oh, yeah, yeah, my chest was just yeah. enormous. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, so he's uh, he's he's looking fit right now. He's looking yeah. really good. Yeah. It's all that golf that he's playing down there in, in yeah. Tampa. All right, running around the greens down here in 80-degree weather. Hey, uh, spring training right around the corner, Brandon. Don't worry about it. It's coming. I'm hey, ready. I'm, I'm ready. I am look, animosity about it. Even in my household, my wife plays fantasy fantasy football at work for the last couple of years and she drafted Jalen Hurts two years ago and yep. she loves the guy and uh, she's rooting for him and I'm like as a Giants fan I'm like you can't root for Jalen Hurts you can't root for the Eagles you know there's an animosity that's especially in the New York area we're growing up there the you know, Boston area against teams that we play against when you're down here there's no animosity for Tampa and that mm-hmm. you know they have with their teams like we do so their viscerality that, uh, that word you always say Brandon is yep. is is anger that we have when we go against, you know, our rivals. And it's really real and it's live. So you got to root against the Eagles because. Well, you, I mean, Rick, you know, down in Tampa, it's, there's so many transplants. So yeah. the, the fandom is, if it's, if they're Tampa fans, it's kind of nouveau. It's just because mm-hmm. it, they're local type of thing, but their real mm-hmm. fandom is elsewhere because they've come from someplace else. Most of these, most of the residents down there. Yeah, the, exactly. So yeah, as regarding rooting against them, uh, it's, you know, and real quick, I, I I'm in a, a uh, one we can't gamble down here, which I don't gamble a lot, but I mean I I like the football squares and stuff. I'm in one this year that is a minute square. You ever heard of that? Where you have no. a square get paid out per minute? Did we guys what? Do that? I, I don't I don't know about that one though. No. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay, I guess when the score seven three, which I have seven three by the way, great numbers. If it's seven three, you get like say fifty bucks per minute until it changes. Kind of interesting. Oh wow. Thing. Wow, that's so kind of cool, actually. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But I have a great time there at uh, at the uh, out there this weekend because you're out there, Tiki, right? Yeah, I'm out in Arizona, but I'm yeah. coming home. I'm coming home tomorrow morning. My kids Thank have you, Rick. Appreciate yeah. you, Rick. Have a great weekend. Sure. Enjoy the games, yeah. man. Yeah. When are you coming home tomorrow? Tiki, tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow morning. I'll be home because the girls have a cheer competition. Right. I mean, I couldn't. Can you imagine me trying to go to a Super Bowl with the Eagles playing? It'd be. It'd be just. Are you kidding? There's no ah. chance. And by the way, it feels like there's so many Eagle fans here. It really does. Now, maybe I'm just because just they're louder. 
but it just feels like Eagles are, are here. I know Kansas City will be, obviously, eventually, because they travel just as well, but Eagles fans have, have come out in force. Well, that's what Rappaport was saying yesterday, that it feels yeah. like it's 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 a heavy lean towards the Eagles. Yeah, it really does. I mean, I'm, I don't, I mean, I guess there were a couple of red I saw, but... And, and it, it, there's no mistaking, you know what I mean? It's not like, is that like a blue or is that a green? It's red or green, right? It's it's really easy to see the difference yep. uh, between the Eagles and the and the Kansas City Chiefs fans here. Let's get Tim and Rye. Uh, Tim is on the fan. What's going on, Tim? Hey, how are you guys? Hey, Tim. What's up, man? Nice to talk to you. So I have sort of a unique perspective. Uh, you guys have been talking about uh, the Philadelphia fans for a long time. My brother-in-law played for both the Giants and the Eagles. Okay. And so I've had, you know, great experiences at uh, Giant Stadium. Mm-hmm. And when he played at uh, in Philly, those fans and, and even the, the, the uh, families of the Eagles are just so brutally bad. It's <laughs> unbelievable. But they, we, uh, they love that. They embrace it. That's just who they are. That's like they, they almost take pride in it, which kind of you kind of have to respect, to be honest with you, because to, to be consistently that harsh is hard. It really, I mean, just think about it. Like to to be vicious, like the like the eagle fan is. Yeah, it's not it's not something that I don't think comes naturally. Right? You have to like gear yourself up to go do it. Let me ask it's, you this though: are, are we are we kind of hijacking this a little bit here with the explosion of social media? Think about this: like mm-hmm. we always knew, or at least I I think I knew when I was younger that Bills fans were good. Uh, and a little nuts, I, I guess. I never actually. I don't even know if I even thought that. But then you see him jumping. I off never buses. thought that. Yeah, I don't think I, I ever I thought that. Yeah, uh, but now you know you see him for the last ten years, whatever it is, jumping off buses and into tables, burning tables. You're like, oh, Bill's yeah. mafia is sick, right? <laughs> and same thing with the Eagles. I feel like it's been. Um, no. I'm not saying that they're civil like middle America. I'm not saying that. but No, Eagle it, fan has always been but they, a little bit no, crazy. No, I know, but what I'm saying is that if there's a 70,000-seat venue – and there's 1,200 Eagle fans who are acting like lunatics. Is that really representative of, of, of the fan base? Um, it's hard to say because I don't – I mean, I don't hang out in Philly. So every time I've been there for some sporting event, it's like I'm in and I'm out. And yep. um, But the football games – I actually have been there for basketball games, and I don't feel that. You know, I don't. I don't feel that like viciousness um, when you go to a, a 76ers game because I've been to a couple. But football, maybe it's just the like the the I don't know the the scarcity of NFL games, and they're they only there's only eight of them, and you know for most of the morning they're getting themselves you know lubed up in the yeah in the in the parking lot, and then they they come in for this you know three hour. It, you know, explosion of energy, and then they kind of just go back and and chill or whatever they do at the end of the end of the night. So maybe it's just football, but I I don't think it's an undeserved um, honor or <laughs> or or tag, yeah. however you want to put it. I yeah. don't think it's an undeserved tag that the Eagle fan gets. In fact, I know they embrace it. Yeah, right? no, that, they, that they do. They definitely they own it. There's no doubt. Yeah, they don't try to run from it. They definitely own it. Uh, we've got Rondé coming up next. Rondé Barber, newly minted Hall of Famer. He's going to join us coming up in about five minutes. Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. 
1121 back on the fan. It's Tiki and Tierney. Got you till 2. Then it's Carter Roberts coming up. 877-337-6666 is our number. Rondé's going to join us in a few minutes here as uh, we celebrate the other barber, Hall of Fame, last night, which is tremendous for the entire family. Absolutely awesome. I believe yeah. he's calling in here in a couple of minutes, Tiki. Yeah, he should be calling in here in a second, BT. But the class is really good, too. And it's, it's interesting because... Joe Thomas, who we've met you know, a couple of times yep. over the years, and Zach Thomas, who I hadn't really met but for the first time last night, uh, Darrell Revis and uh, DeMarcus Ware, and obviously my brother. All those guys are like really high-character guys. You know what I mean? And they kept saying this last night in the press conference after the Honors Awards show, how – I don't know if it's a point of emphasis or something that they're you know, doing specifically, but mm-hmm. it seems like they're tr- – like the like – the, the image of the hall is trying to trying to be about more than just what you did as a football player. Um, that's subtle, but it's interesting um, because when you look at this class, it's, it's just really good dudes, all of them going into the Hall of Fame next year, which I think is a testament to the to the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the direction that they're going in. Absolutely. And a beautiful thing about sport is, you know, you've heard many great athletes when they when they reach the pinnacle of their field say, you know, I grew up in the backyard trying to hit home run game seven, or I've got the last shot, you know, and I'm ticking it down three, two, one, and I let it go, and I try to beat the buzzer, whatever it might be, depending upon the sport. Nobody says I played sports to be a Hall of Famer. It's just an organic. Like, as an eight-year-old, you might want to play for the Yankees. You're not thinking Hall of Fame. No. And that's what makes this so beautiful, the journey. And we're now joined by Ron Day. And I can promise you, and you know because you were right next to him, he wasn't thinking Hall of Fame. He was just probably living in the moment. And here we are all these years later, the ultimate accomplishment. Ron Day, congratulations, buddy. How you doing, buddy? All right? I appreciate it, Brandon. Yeah, I'm doing good, man. Last night was uh, late. You know, I don't know if Tiki told you we ordered pizza at 1230. <laughs> he told me. What a celebration. I mean, geez, no, it wasn't on, a Tiki, party. take him out. Jesus, Dude, take it wasn't the guy a party. out, will you? I, I mean, it's funny. Like, we, we're out here in Arizona. Everybody's at the Sheridan. It's, you know, Dable's in the lobby. All those, you know, a couple of the Hall of Famers. Klecko was hanging out down there for a little bit. And it's like, what do we want to do? Like, we want to go to this concert? Yeah, no, the concert's trying to, you know, end it. And we're out here with Superbook Sports, and they were kind of taking care of us. And Kristen Mackey, who who uh, who was with us, was saying, "Let's go to the party. Yeah, let's go get dinner." We're just like, you know what? Let's just order from the bar that's right in front of us. Uh, order some pizza, commandeer this room, and just hang out. And so we just kind of hung out. It was awesome, man. We don't get to do that very often. But you know, Rondé, congrats. I mean, we said this over the last couple of weeks. BT and I have known for two weeks, two and a half weeks now. Um, but this feeling has got to be awesome. It's a culmination of a of a well played career, but more importantly, a, a revered and character driven uh, Hall of Fame career. And you know, tell us how you feel, man. It's it's. I know it's awesome. I know how you feel. I kind of feel it for you. But express it to our audience. Yeah, it's it, there's no, there are no words. Um, you know, and everybody probably has the same uh, being humbled and in all of the the moment type feeling right now. I mean, all these guys that I went in with talking with them last night they were all kind of saying the same thing but i, I uh i'll uh, kind of echo what, what brandon was just saying you don't go out to be a hall of famer you just are at the end of the year uh, at the end of your career and i and i i think that you know the humbleness some of the things you're talking about the character all that stuff that that, that has been emphasized i think this year in this year's class for the hall of fame uh it, it does matter um because when you finish your career, TV, you know this, man. You see it, and if you, and if you had a successful one, you, your, next, your only next step 
is the Hall of Fame. There, there's nothing else football-related, unless you go on the TV or do whatever. Uh, there's nothing else football-related that's going to bring you back to uh, what you did as a professional. Uh, and for me, that journey, that part of my journey is now done. Um, and uh, there's some relief there, for sure, you know. Um, but I'll, I'll say it like this. It's believable, of course. I had a, a story career, made a lot of significant plays, had unprecedented stats. Um, but it's also very unbelievable, too, just because of the 370 other men that I'm in the Hall of Fame with uh, now, uh, as opposed to the 30,000-plus guys that have played in the NFL over the course of its, its existence. That's, it's, it's, I feel like I'm in a small, small class, and that's, uh, that, that, that feels really special right now. You've been around the game so long that you've probably met almost everybody connected to the game, but is there somebody in the Hall of Fame that you haven't had a real chance to really get to know that you're looking forward to sitting down and, and, and maybe breaking bread and, and really exchanging some stories, learning something about the old days? Anybody? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of those old guys that, that, that I've seen over the years, and I know I know who they are, and I don't know them at all. Like, I can't recognize their faces. You know, if they put a jersey on, or if you go in the Hall of Fame and you see their bust next to their, you know, next to their jersey stuff, you, you can say that. Uh, say that, yeah, I, I remember him. I'd love to sit down and talk to him. Um, but I mean, yeah, and no, um, I, uh, I'm not a guy that's, uh, that's ever uh, not jaded, I guess, by by, by the NFL. Um, it, it, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was a part of my life that was special you know it, 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 it defines me right to this day it will always define me especially now it always defines me uh, but the nfl is, is just a little bit of of what i am i mean i'm i'm getting into the hall of fame last night and i get upstage by my daughter dude she gets to get on stage and sing with kelly clarkson in an intermission so wow who do you think is more <laughs> yeah. who, do, who do you think got more excitement from uh, my wife, me or my daughter? You don't. One hundred percent. The Hall of Fame is just what is just what it is. There's a lot of great players in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, but like a guy like Aeneas Williams is like me, right? I know Aeneas. I remember when he got in a couple of years ago. I've been in the Hall of Fame numerous times with other uh, teammates and coaches that have gone in, and not a lot of people realize how great of a football player he was. But he's in the Hall of Fame. I think that's kind of how I am. A lot of people know I was really good, but they don't know how how good I was. And now they'll know that I'm uh, now that I've been enshrined and, and and recognized as a Hall of Famer. You know what's funny, Ronde? We're sitting there, we're sitting next to Darrell Revis's mom um, in the honors uh, uh, audience, and the I don't know the hype man who they had on the stage last night. It's like, hey, get, you know, we need your energy. You know, we're coming back in you know, two minutes. Everybody clap, like that guy who's out there. He's like, he's walking up in the stands. He's like, we need somebody to come on stage and sing with Kelly Clarkson. All right, it's a lifetime opportunity, blah, 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 blah. Yamil raises her hand, and she's like, should I do it? I'm like, I mean, you know the song? Go do it. So she raises her hand, and he picks her, and, he, and they were like, are you kidding me? Wow. And, wow. So, and so he says to her, in the first break, which was, I don't know, 10 minutes into the show. In the first break, I'm going to come get you and come down there and, uh, and, and we're going to put you on stage. And Kelly Clarkson wasn't supposed to come out. It was just going to be your meal trying to get, like, entertaining the, cl- the crowd. Mm-hmm. But Kelly Clarkson walked out when she was singing because she was doing a pretty good job yeah. and started singing with her. And it, was just, it was just unbelievable. That's fantastic. And it's wow. funny because I said to her, the only thing you didn't do was say your last name. So they asked her what your name was. She said, Yamil. 
And I was like, you should have said Jameel Barber. And then, as Rondé knows, what did Jameel say? Why would I? Why would I? <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, my God. You, I'll tell you, you barbers are, are unique in, in, in an amazing way. And I want to get your thoughts on this, Rondé. I really do. I mean, you know, it's funny because me and Tika, so did, like, I grew up. I wanted to be these players. I knew all the names. I had all the baseball cards. I had the jerseys. I, you, you guys just played it. It was an organic achievement. Yeah, I know you liked the Redskins back in the day. I know you went to your first game there. But it, it, it was a different entry into the sport. And you also grew up uniquely with just your mom. You know, I think I've talked a lot about your dad, and, and I know it was, it was, it was a, your mom was both. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Really, for most of the time, what what does this mean to your mom? Can you put that yeah. into the words? What does it mean to your mom, the sacrifice and what she did yeah. for you guys? Yeah, that, I, it, it would be hard for me to answer that, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Because Geraldine Barber is very much like her two sons. Um, she doesn't have a gleam in her eye. You know, it's what you do uh, with yourself is your successes or failures or whatever it's because of what you what you've chosen to do with with your life she she came down for the um uh, for the knock when Derek Brooks came and and knocked on my door she was she was there my wife Claudia flew her down said hey you're getting on a plane you're coming down didn't tell her why you're coming down uh to Tampa uh your flight's at seven o'clock see you at 10 right so she she comes in I, I get there and and uh I had known that that she was there and i Kind of joking with. I'm like, what are you doing here, mom? Yeah, what, what, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. Claudia just told me to be here. <laughs> it's like, so the knock didn't come for like four hours, and in those four hours, my mom didn't figure it out. She had no idea what was getting ready to happen. <laughs> Zero idea. She thought like my daughter was going to get my 19 year old daughter was going to get engaged or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, come, on, come on, mom. Uh, and then and then the uh, and then Derek knocks. Obviously, they sees the film crew, and she's like, oh my god. Oh my God! I guess I should have figured that out. <laughs> yes, you should have, Mom. So, what does it mean to her? Uh, she's extremely proud of us. I mean, we know that. Um, she's said that our entire career. I'm sure Tiki's told you this, Brandon. She, the only thing she used to say to us before every game was, "Play proud. Mm-hmm. Make yourself proud. Make us proud." And, uh, you know, present yourself as you want uh, others to see you. And um, I think now that she has a son in the Hall of Fame, hopefully another son in the Hall of Fame. No, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yep. Um, 
um, she she can sit back and say, yes, uh, the, the accomplishments are what they are. But I think she's just proud of her boys. She raised us right, man. She yes, knows she it. And, uh, everybody else now knows it. Nice. Yeah, no, that's that's a good that's a great point. You know, one of the things that you know I think a Hall of Fame induction does is it starts to point or shed light on the guys around you. First of all, because every one of you all on the dais or not the dais, but the the press conferences they had after uh, they were you guys were announced at the honors, basically talked about your teams, right and. Zach Thomas is talking about if my defensive line had a bad day, guess what? I had a bad day. Yeah. It just it just is what it is. And uh, and your team was unique, the one that, I guess, defines your career, which was that 2002-03 uh, Super Bowl team. You guys destroyed the Oakland Raiders and you know, beat the Philadelphia Eagles uh, in, in the championship game. But now there are four, right? There are four yeah. players from that one team uh, in the Hall of Fame. And – I don't – I mean, that's – it kind of feels unprecedented. I'm sure there's some other situations Steelers. like that. Steelers. Uh, the Steel, yeah, the Steelers. But it's kind of unprecedented, right? And it talks to how great that team is. And I wonder if you guys get the credit. Even though I always joke that if we would have gotten to that divisional round game instead of the 49ers, we would have beat y'all. But <laughs> He does. I, he says it all the time. But, but well, we had a good run game. So, I mean, that was the one thing that the Bucks struggled with. Not that they couldn't have overcome it, but, I mean, I, I think we discount how, like, unbelievable that team was. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, stories about that. And, and now a, a, a show uh, documenting how well that uh, Baltimore Ravens defense was to beat up y'all in, in your Super Bowl back in 2000. But the reality is, I think, Tiki, you just you just nailed it. There's four Hall of Famers and technically a Hall of Fame coach. Tony Dungy was the one that was part of the architect of that defense you're talking about um, with Brooks, Sapson, Lynch, and now me. Uh, there's a Super Bowl MVP, Dexter Jackson, on that team. Brian Kelly was a great corner on that team. He led the league in interceptions that year of our Super Bowl. So, like, yes, we're, we were unprecedented in defense. And you know that now because 20 years later um, – there's defenses, every single defense in the NFL, every single one, bar none. All 32 teams have a Tampa 2 defense. They have it in their playbook. You can ask anybody. Yep. Yeah, we're just playing Tampa 2 here, just Tampa 2. And, like, if you, you go back before we run it, that defense existed. Of course it existed. It existed with the Steelers back in the, in the 70s. But the way that we played it and the way that we executed it and the way that we perfected it uh, with, the, with great players – made it ours, and um, there's a reason why we were so good for so long. I mean, I think we had top 10 defenses, bro, for like 10 years. Ah, you guys, uh, you that, guys were and incredible. That, and that's unprecedented. It's yep. just unprecedented. So we're talking to Rondé Barber. Ron, Rondé was honored last night. He's going to the Hall of Fame, as you guys know by now. All right, Rondé, I need you to suspend your reality for a moment and forget that you shared a womb with this guy and you guys were elbowing each other for a little space <laughs> <laughs> in mommy's belly back in the day. Uh, it's not Tiki Barber. Let's say it's Tiki Thompson. Hell, his name is Tiki Tierney. And he yeah. did the same exact thing on the football field that he did as Tiki Barber. Is your brother a whole famer? Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, the difficult part with running backs, and it's becoming this way with receivers as well, is that they there's so many of them in the Hall of Fame that they've that the, the great ones of a certain generation, Tiki's generation, uh, and the same with receivers. There's a reason Reggie Wayne, Torrey Holt, Andre Johnson didn't get in this year. Steve Smith obviously wasn't even a finalist this year. But the running back position especially, there's a handful of 10,000-yard backs 
that were very versatile, Tiki, Ward Dunn, Fred Taylor, uh, that aren't getting any traction for the Hall of Fame. And it's really sad, especially this guy, Tiki Tierney. Is that, is that what his name is? <laughs> Hell of a player, Rondé. Oh, I'll tell you, that Tierney boy, he was fast, man. He could fly, dude. Right. Tiki, Tiki has numbers comparable to Marshall Falk, uh, LaDainian Tomlinson, obviously not quite LaDainian because he was just special. He was a touchdown machine. That's, that's really his difference. Machine. He's a touchdown machine. But if you put their numbers together, the other guys with the, du- the dual threat guys out of running back with 10,000 yards are in the Hall of Fame. Edron James? Edron James. He's the only one that's in. Yeah. That, uh, of Tiki's, like, of the crew. And he just got in, what, last year or the year before? Um, so it's, uh, it's, a, it's a shame that, that they, that he's not getting any, any love. I mean, fuck, I love him. He's my, he's my, he's my twin. And he, yes, he did push me out of the womb. I came out first, but I'm pretty sure that Tiki pushed me out. <laughs> he's that kind of guy. He just needed a fullback, Rondé. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, you never, you never developed into a fullback. Rondé, BT asked me earlier why we lost in high school. Um, or no, we, we had a call it asked why we lost in high school. And BT's heard this story many times, but I always blame you because you got hurt in, in our senior season when we were really good. You, you, you wanted to be more like me and run the football, and you broke your collarbone, and it screwed our senior season. Uh, but that's all good. Um, before we let you go, dude, like, I, I mean, I've expressed this to you personally. I've expressed it to you know friends and on that have texted me on social media. Um, but I mean, this is an unbelievable honor for you. I'm so proud of you, brother. I love you to death. Uh, this is amazing for you. And I'm, I'm glad I'm going to be up there in Canton in August. I think it's fifth or so, whatever that third weekend, third to sixth weekend, uh, to share the actual induction into the hall of fame and, and help you put on a gold jacket. That's going to define you for the rest of your life. And by extension, it defines me. Um, I'm just happy for you, man. I love you, brother. I, I love you too, Teak. Man, this is uh, I'm in means you're in. I was, it was funny yesterday, BT, where my guy from the Bucks was sitting there filming, and I walk into the house where Tiki's staying. I'm like, hey, man, I haven't seen, I haven't seen him. I haven't, the first first time I've seen him uh, since uh, since I've been announced as the Hall of Fame. And first thing out of Tiki's mouth, he's like, Oh, if you're in, I'm in. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Ronda, he means it. That's the he, he means it. I know he does. That's man, the special I, part I, about I you guys. It. I yep. appreciate it. Dude, awesome. Revel, uh, that Barber family, and I've said it before, uniquely special. Uh, awesome for your mom, awesome for your pops, awesome for your wife and your kids. And uh, obviously, you know, I mean, Tiggy just expressed what he expressed. But uh, from my heart, congrats, dude. Really well learned, and, and I'm really happy for you. Appreciate it, BT. Tiki, I'll see you later. The party's starting up. Oh, way. here we go. Yeah, it's man. go time. Bring bring the alcohol when you come this time. <laughs> nice. Bring see a you, couple brother. of gummies. Why not? You're in the Hall of Fame. Let's go. I'll <laughs> <laughs> see you later, man. Oh, that's awesome. No, I'll tell you what. Take this, this Hall of Fame. By the way, between Rondé there and you obviously being there. Oh, you're coming. I'm, right? I'm, I'm actually, we're in the early stages of planning a trip, by the way. With the with the company that I work with for the Jets, because yeah. Kleco and Revis are going in. Yeah, this by the is way, by, be crazy. By the way, uh, Revis last night at the at the post uh, honors press conference, he basically said the Jets are dominating the night. <laughs> he said, "Wow, we had, we had, we said had the, nobody ever in the history of statements but, except but, last night." It's funny when he said it. I was like, "Dude, he's right. That's right. Right, him and Kleco at the Hall of Fame, Sauce and Garrett Wilson. That's you know, the, right. The, the offensive players of the of the." Uh, 
the uh, rookies of the year. I was like, man, Revis, Revis coming correct. Speaking oh, facts man. out here. What's the old line? We got your record company surrounded. <laughs> we got the Hall of Fame surrounded, baby. We got the awards surrounded. That is absolutely awesome. You know, it's funny, too. I think if people that know you and, and you know, know your how measured you are and, and know your heart and, and know the depth and the character that you have, I don't know that everybody would believe when Tiki says, that because Rondé's in, you're in. Like, that almost sounds too nice and too almost mm-hmm. contrived. It's not. That's the amazing thing about your relationship with your brother. So happy for yeah. you guys. Man. No, if Rondé's name is said forever, then mine will be. If my name's said forever, then his will be. It just is. We're tied, but we've been that way forever. Mm-hmm. forever. Can you work Tiki and Tierney into the speech, though? That That's my next thing I got to. Can you get Dude, a little I, reference You know there? what? I heard that it's they don't even let us do it. What? They don't even let us do it anymore because they got egregiously long. Like these, oh, like the 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 introducer yeah. became like longer than the actual acceptance yeah. speech. <laughs> gotcha. And so I I think they do a video that I have oh, to. Oh, na- that's right. You're that right. I narrate. That I narrate. So I can't even like sneak ah, it in. I got you. Hey, listen, man. I got you. Well, hey, you'll be there. We'll find a way. Oh, it's good. I can't wait to be there. That's going to be tremendous. It's going to be hot as hell too. You're going to be dripping bullets up there. It's so humid in Ohio in, in mm-hmm. August. Mm-hmm. You'll be sweating like uh, you get interrogated by the buzz. You know. <laughs> Baseline underneath. Bank shot. No, Ewing slams in the fire. And the Knicks go up by one with 26 seconds remaining. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. The buzzer sounds, and the New York Knickerbockers are going back to the NBA Finals. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, Tiki, it's here to be back on the fan. It's 1148 on this Super Bowl football Friday. Predictions. Got a little split here. We'll give you the score later, but I'm rolling with KC. Tiki is uh, of the belief that the Eagles will handle a little biz. What do you guys think? 877-337-6666 is the number. You know, Tiki, in a weird way, uh, just to follow up on, on some of the awards, and obviously we touched on Dable, much-deserved coach of the year. I think the only comp was really Shanahan from from where I was sitting. Uh, yeah. Syria, others had good years. I thought it was a two-man race myself. Yeah, uh, Doug I, Peterson was there, but it's not, not, not the same. No, no, and a lot of that, you know, let's face it, uh, it was a well. I mean, it does. I guess it doesn't matter if it's at the end. It matters if it happens. But yeah, I think a lot of that, uh, a lot of these awards garner steam. You know, early to mid season, and you're it's almost beneficial to knock it out of the park early. And if you're gonna have a little low late, maybe you're less penalized, right? Yeah. Rather than the other way around. Got it. yeah, no, you're right. I think I think that's that's exactly how it works. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Like Brock Purdy um uh was a finalist for the rookie of the year. Yeah, which was I, ridiculous, by I, the way. I, that I was, was like, dude, on. he played five games. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> maybe six, whatever it was, and in the postseason as well, but it's like Sauce Gardner, who won ultimately, was dominant all season long with three different quarterbacks and a couple of games where he didn't he barely got targeted. You mean Garrett Wilson? I mean, like Garrett Wilson. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's it's one of those situations. Where it's like it's not even comparable. I know he was great, but he wasn't that great. Where he was better than some of these other rookies, including Kenneth Walker, who was the other finalist in the Rookie of the Year. But so I, you're right and to an extent. Sometimes it's like a recency bias that it skews what these kids are actually doing. And it used to. It's not quite this way anymore. We're going to reference the Heisman, but back in the day, your Heisman candidacy started the season before. Yes. 
yes, it was earned, right? And it was like you had to build the reputation of what you were then living up to mm-hmm. as opposed to, oh, I'm just surprised that he was this good. Therefore, he, he deserves an award. Exactly. And, you know, you mentioned Sauce and you mentioned Gary Wilson here in, in an odd way, because think about this. This is great reflection on Joe Douglas. He drafted both of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, in some way, doesn't it just really ratchet up the pressure to make sure that they that they eventually punch through really soon? Because no matter how many awards the players that you that you draft win uh, and no matter how many accolades and platitudes you rightfully receive from us and those who cover the game about the draft picks, if you don't win, it's. What does it really mean? Yeah, no, it's it's it, it makes you feel good that you've done well, right? That you've picked the right guys and they've achieved. But if they don't help you win, then it's it's empty, and especially if you don't end up re-signing them, right? And and keeping them for the long haul so that they, you know, are all time jets or whatever team you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's really what matters most. No question. Uh 877-337-6666. Matt's in Brooklyn. Matt's on the fan. What up, Maddie? How are you today? Hello, Matt. Hello? Yes, What's Matt? up, Matt? What's up, dude? Oh, hi. Hey. Uh, great show, guys. Great show. Um, I want to tell a quick story. You, I heard you talking about the, the Philly fans and whether it's, uh, you know, learned or, you know, how they maintain that. I'll just tell you, um, about 10 years ago, I was doing children's theater as a performer. We had a show down in Camden. They bust all the kids from Philly. There's about 1,200 of them, five and six-year-olds. And we get mostly through the show. It's a holiday show. We're at the end doing a little uh, toy soldier number, marching around. The music's pumping in. They're, you know, so we, they can't hear us. We can kind of communicate to each other. And all of a sudden, I hear, boo, boo. And I'm like, are they booing us? <laughs> so I was like, yeah, they're booing us. I'm like, what? This is the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I made it. That's I right. I grew up in Philly, so that's how I felt. That's right. So you get it. You like you understand what that means. It's, 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 they're yeah, paying attention. Five and six-year-olds, 1,200 of them. Teachers are running around trying to keep them quiet. It was amazing. That is awesome. So I think it huh? uh, starts early. Yeah, no, it, it definitely does. That's funny. Teague, I'll give you 100 bucks. So he just mentioned toy soldiers, right? I'll yeah. give you a hundred bucks if you could tell me who sang Toy Soldiers. Not 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 the song that he's referencing. I don't I don't think. Who's Toy the artist? Soldiers. The artist, let's say that would be I don't know, NXS. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting poll. No, Martika. What? You, you don't you don't know look Martika up. I don't even know that. I've not never bad. heard that name. Not really? bad. Not okay. bad. I see. I Off, what do you know about Martika? I will be Absolutely looking nothing. this up. Nothing? I think it was M-A-R-T-I-K-A. Yeah. Yeah? Martika. Martika. God, I've got to educate these guys on everything. Yeah, you really do, because I have no idea. <laughs> got to educate them on everything that means nothing. <laughs> Russ on Long Island. Russ, what's cooking, man? How are you today? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. E.T., I want to just uh, talk about something that you did during the Jets season when you made comments about Garrett Wilson throwing his hands up. Yes, yes. The throw and a catch or somebody wasn't paying attention to him. Uh-huh. I just noticed last night during the honors that neither one of the Jet rookies that got an award mentioned their teammates. And I think that's an issue that's going to happen when that culture of that uh, team moving mm. forward. Oh, when I'm gosh. a Giant fan, and I'm mm. going to say this, but Dable 
thanked everybody, including the secretaries and everybody else in the building. Hmm. And I think that's just something that's real. I'm real curious about how you guys think about that. Well, okay, well, Russ, full, I was going to say, Tiki was BT. there. So I, I want you to take most of this. You were there. I Listen, I'll be totally honest with you, Russ. When it comes to awards outside of baseball, Hall of, uh, Hall of Fame induction, football for some guys, not all of them, and and I really do enjoy the basketball uh, in TriMet as well. I don't really care about awards. Like, I care who wins. Yeah. I'm not sitting there last night watching Sauce's speech. I'm checking on Twitter. I'm seeing what he wore. Great. Everybody's showing me. Was it an egregious uh, it didn't feel like it. of the it Jets? Didn't, it didn't feel like it, BT. And I kind of feel like they did say, you know, thanks to the Jets. Um, but, you know, Sauce is, is interesting because he's still figuring out like how to speak on a national stage, uh, you know, and it's, and it's, he, he played at Cincinnati. I know they had a good season, like a really good season. Really good. That one his, year. Yeah, really that his, good. That was his junior, whatever year, the year before he came out, yes. and obviously got him drafted. But I, I think that's more of a being polished in the media spotlight thing. Uh-huh. Where, whereas Garrett Wilson, who played it, uh, I mean, not Garrett Wilson. Um, uh, yeah. Garrett Wilson, who played at Ohio state, like, he knows it. Like he's been in the spotlight his basically his whole career, and I I, I didn't I, I can't read that into it and say he's just disrespecting his teammates and he's not a team guy. It just felt more like in the moment you're 21 years old or whatever, and everybody's telling you the next greatest thing and since sliced bread. Yeah, you kind of just. You're, being, you're just kind of cool in the moment. Just, I, I didn't read But to that. be fair, no, no, and again, I'm not going to level any sort of criticism for either youngster for, for if they did ignore the Jets, but that should be the first thing that you think about outside of, like, your wife. or Like, think about, not that we'll ever win one, but if we ever won an award here, you thank the fan. You, you thank WFAN. Yeah. It's the yeah, first thing you do. Yeah, because give us giving me the opportunity. Sure. I, I mean, maybe I'm misremembering. I'll check I it felt, out. I'll do a little digging here. But I felt like... They did say that, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't don't, don't, know. I'll get the answer here. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 